Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast for Oxford Book of Verse, Henry Howard, Earl of Surrey. I liked uh, Henry Howard's poems. I thought they were simple and clear. What were your thoughts? They weren't fantastic, you know. They weren't like an inspiration or anything, but they were simple and clear, you know. I thought that was all right. Swimmer says the mum fishy says, once again, the poet is more interesting than the poems. Henry Howard, Earl of Surrey, was an English nobleman, politician, and poet. He was one of the founders of English Renaissance poetry and was the last known person executed at the instance of King Henry VIII. Executed. Okay. He was first cousin of both Queen Anne Boleyn and Queen Catherine Howard, second and fifth wives of Henry VIII. His name is usually associated in the literature with that of the past, with the poet Sir Thomas Wyatt. Owing largely to the powerful position of his father, the Duke of Norfolk, Howard took a prominent part in the court life of the time and served as a soldier both in France and Scotland. He was a man of a reckless temper, which involved him in many quarrels and finally brought upon him the wrath of the aging and embittered Henry VIII. He was arrested tried for treason and beheaded on Tower Hill. He and his friend Sir Thomas Wyatt were the first English poets to write in the sonnet form that Shakespeare later used, and Howard was the first English poet to publish blank verse on the hymned iambic pentameter. While Wyatt introduced the sonnet into English, it was Howard who gave them the rhyming meter and the division into quatrains that now characterizes the sonnets variously named English, Elizabethan, and Shakespearean sonnets. Tecrifix says, The last poem, The Means to Attain Happy Life, seems to be a sort of pastiche of the Roman poet Marshall's epigrams that are lightly satirical. It benefits from knowing that it's likely supposed to be humorous. Again, this is an example of usage of references to the past in order to elevate the present poet by association. In my honest opinion, he didn't succeed here there you go cool um i feel like there's a big part of poetry of that trying to elevate the poet you know trying to stamp their place in history in some way um sometimes that feels a little bit contrived to me i wonder if anyone else feels that way Nicholas Grimold is today's poet, so we're going to read two short poems by him. This won't take long at all. Nicholas was born in 1519, and he died in 1562. A True Love. Sorry, it's just one poem. My bad. Just one poem. It goes like this. A True Love. What sweet relief the showers to thirsty plants we see. What dear delight the blooms to bees, my true love is to me. As fresh and lusty verve foul winter doth exceed, As morning bright with scarlet sky doth pass the evening's weed, As mellow pears above the crab's esteemed bee, So doth my love surmount them all, whom yet I hap to see. The oak shall olives bear, the lamb the lion fray, The owl shall match the nightingale in tuning of her lay. Or I love let slip out of mine entire heart, So deep reposed in my breast is she for her desert. For many blessed gifts, O happy, happy land, Where Mars and Pallas strive to make their glory most to stand, Yet land 
more is thy bliss that in this cruel age, a Venus imp thou hast brought forth, so steadfast and so sage. Among the muses nine a tenth if Jove would make, and the graces three a fourth her would Apollo take. Let some for honour haunt, and hoard the massy gold, with her so I may live and die, my wheel cannot be told. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, quite nice, quite pretty. I feel like, um, I feel like I would like to understand it better. Like a lot of the lines were a bit beyond my grasp on the first read, I think. So, um, maybe I'll read up on that. Maybe someone can, um, maybe someone can Eli five it, you know, in the, in the discussion. All right, folks, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.